Welcome to the Benari podcast. I'm Mari. I'm a senior consultant in the interim solutions practice at Benari Partners. I work with clients to deliver high caliber interim talent to drive projects forward. I'm delighted to welcome Rachel, who is group head of strategy at Curry's and has an impressive background with some great brands like M&S, Tesco and others leading large scale strategy and transformation projects. Welcome, Rachel. We're delighted to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Mari. Thanks for having me on. I actually started life as a consultant. Um, I, I spent my my first years coming out of university doing that. Um, and it was fantastic. It gave me a helicopter view of um, all different aspects of business. I was specializing in supply chain logistics at the time um, within the FMCG sector. However, um, I, I've moved very swiftly on from there. Um, as I realised that I was modelling something called a pallet and I didn't know what a pallet was. Um, so so I, I made actually the decision of very early on in my career actually to move away from consulting and into industry. Um, and I've moved, as Mari said, from um, consulting into Tesco, where I spent um, a number of years in project management and programme management um, and finally looking after all the stores, backdoor and warehouse operations and the change that went on in there. Um, and then um, from there on to M&S, again, back up the supply chain um, in logistics um, and also within the food side of M&S as well. And my, my, my early um, part of my career was really focused on um, actually trying to get an understanding of in, when you walk into a shop and you see all the different kinds of products that come from all over the world that get into the store just in time to be eaten, I just thought this was amazing. I couldn't quite figure out how it works. So I, I, I recognise, I think I spent the first part of my career just trying to figure that out. Um, and then uh, from m and I actually, I, I had my, my family at m and uh, my children and I was there. Um, and then I moved... Um, from MS actually back into consulting. And then um, I then um, did consulting for, for um, a short period of time before moving back into industry. Um, and as Mari said, I've, I'm now um, within my role at Curry's. Um, and uh, so, so as Mari said, I've had a background in transformation and change. I flip-flop from industry, consulting to industry and back to consulting and industry again. Um, and within that time, I've just had a really broad um, understanding of both what it's like to be a consultant and to work in industry um, and have had a range of um, experiences uh, on the way. I'd like to touch on your transition from consulting to industry, because that's a really important inflection point uh, in someone's career. How did you find that move? So I would say that I, I've, so I've made that transition twice now. Um, I did it first early on in my career. I found initially that move from consulting to industry um, quite challenging, actually, um, but but enjoy thoroughly enjoyable because you realise that from your consulting background, you have a lot to bring to the table and um, to industry. You've got your analytical skills, your problem solving skills. Um, which actually can add a tremendous amount of value in an industry environment. But the things that are challenging in an industry is actually how to get stuff done um, and uh, who to know, who, who to go to, 
who to speak to, how do you make change happen? How do you work with people from all across the industry? And especially if you're moving into an area like retail, um, it's, you know, there, there's a very widespread of, of people of different skill sets um, that, that you'll be talking to. And so for me, that transition, um, it I would say it took me at least a year to find my feet. Um, and that's a long time, you know, the first, the first six months, um, you, you realize quite quickly the, how you need to adapt and change yourself. But for me, um, I, I found that really fulfilling. And then the second time I moved was from um, later on in my career, um, when I did a short stint in consulting, um, and then I moved actually into an interim job at Debenhams. And actually I found that transition um, far easier because I knew um, what it was like to work in industry. I already knew um, how to find my way around, how to collaborate, how to work with people, how to get things done. Um, and, and and therefore that transition was far easier. What would you say in, in terms of your experience um, were, the, were the main positives and negatives of the transition? For me, the, the, big, the big pull of working in industry is that you see projects and you see change you know if you are staying in change you see change through from the beginning right to the end and you get that sense of achievement that perhaps is far harder to get um in consulting um where you are a, a transient person you're you're providing advice um and that advice may or may not be taken on board and you may not be there to see it come to fruition um and so for me that that was the kind of and has been continues to be one of the main reasons that I've kind of continued to have have um stayed within within retail and within industry um for that for that reason for that sense of achievement for that sense of satisfaction however what I will say is that um working in industry does come with its own challenges specifically perhaps from a career perspective um Within consulting, I think um, there, there are a number of advantages, I would say. So, for example, you quite quickly gain a helicopter view of very different types of industries very quickly. You can expand your knowledge very quickly. Um, and there's also a very clear career path if you were to stay in consulting um, as you move up the ladder from maybe a manager to a senior senior manager to a director. Within an industry, it's, it's, it's much harder to get those um very broad experiences that get you up the learning ladder very quickly um you often have to spend much more time in a specific role it'll be much more focused um on a specific area um and also the career paths are far less clear as much based on kind of how you portray yourself um the stakeholders that you make an impact with uh, and the work that you produce uh, and also um, how you navigate between different functions, between your career paths um, is also um, much more opaque. So, so you have to take a far greater control of your own career, I would say, within industry than perhaps you could do, you need to do in consulting. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, like you said, the parameters can sometimes be a more less defined in industry roles versus consulting. And that's one thing I'd be really keen to touch on as well is it seems that you've had a, a track record of moving upwards in a lot of the industry roles you've had for example Tesco M&S etc what would you say are the key skills that you've nurtured that have uh, led to your 
uh, ability to progress? So I think there there are a number of skills that I've 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 worked on, and as well as skills, I would say it's 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 an approach as well. So I'll start off with that first. So so for me, I, I've particularly chosen roles where um, there'll be ones that I think I I enjoy. That I think I'll learn a lot from the team, um, and I think that they will provide me with a, a opportunity to um, grow, to learn, to put myself in situations that are potentially outside my comfort zone. Um, and so those are the things that I would say definitely look for when you're moving um, either within a role or between roles or looking for your next move. And then in terms of the skills that I've nurtured, I would say, and, and it, it depends on you personally, it depends on your strengths and your weaknesses and what you what you um what you what you need to focus on. Um, but for me it was um focusing on um how how to um work with various different stakeholders across the business, um, how to make an impact in those important meetings, how to um come across effectively how to navigate the um the challenges and the bumps in the road um that you'll inevitably face and how to have resilience when those things do come up um so i think those those are the skills and and traditionally these are the skills that will um be a life's journey I, i'm not entirely sure that they're, they're skills that um you overcome and, and move on from i think they're things that you have to hone and practice um all the way through your career as you move as you move on into into different roles and progress and also with such a demanding role as as group head of strategy I'd be keen to get your perspective on this how do you balance your personal life belongs alongside such a time intensive role I would say I think it's it is it's challenging for for anyone whatever state stage of life you're at whatever um career you're in at the moment I'm sure everyone has um, challenges or, or things going on in their personal life that that can intervene or can, can impact on, on their day-to-day day life and, and vice versa and so for me um, there, there are a couple of things I think one obviously being organized as much as you can um, in both your home life and your personal life um, I think secondly is making sure that you've got the support around you um, and you've got what you need that can enable you to do be effective at home um and um and in the work environment and that means having a really clear view on what you want to spend your time doing and what you want to quite happily you know you're happy to outsource so for example uh, I am no fan of cleaning and I know I'm not good at it um, so, 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 so if I can outsource that I will so for me it's about being um really clear and protective of your time as well and I think it's always when you've got a busy work uh, and busy life I think it's very often easy to forget about yourself um and so I would definitely suggest and recommend putting time aside in a day whenever it is whether it's uh, an hour at lunch whether it's um half an hour in the evening um to do something that's just for you um that gives you that headspace um to invest in yourself to have some time away um uh, and that hopefully should make you come back the next day far stronger. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
And it feels like you've touched on it there in terms of making sure that people protect time for themselves alongside work. But I guess just expanding on that a little bit, because one topic that comes up a lot is is burnout. Um, Is there any recommendations that you would have for people to uh, protect their time alongside work? Aside from that boxing off time from yourself, I think that there's there's one there's one other um, aspect that I think it's worth talking about. Uh, and for me, that's definitely quality versus quantity. And I've experienced this and quite a bit through um, my career, having worked with various different people in in different roles and seeing how different people react and uh, and what they do in different situations. And definitely what I've learned and I've, I've learned from um, the great leaders I've been lucky to work with is the ones that do well um, are the ones that realise that, for example, you don't need to produce a hundred slide um, PowerPoint deck, that you don't need to um, sometimes produce and, and put in extraordinary, um, extraordinarily long hours or amounts of work. What ha- What is important is being effective um, and getting to the nub of the challenge, the issue, what you want to say, um, and being very judicious about your time and about the quality of what you want to do. And sometimes less is more. Um, and you can have the same, if not more impact by taking that approach than um, perhaps putting far more effort in, but actually struggling to make your message heard. So I, I would I would definitely um, recommend for anyone who is struggling with burnout is A, protect the time for yourself and B, look across your day, look across your week. Is there anything that you should be doing that you look at your diet, you know, you look at your diary and you think, actually, I don't need to be there. It's not adding value. What am I bringing to the table? Um, free up your day, free up your time. Make sure that you're only spending time on the things that matter most. Um, and, and as I said, make sure you have time for yourself. I think those would be my golden rules. Well, you've touched on some really interesting points that I'm sure is going to be really useful for our network. Um, so thank you so much, Rachel. It's been great to have you. And thanks again for joining us. A pleasure. Thanks for having me.